You are listening to audio from the Decidedly Podcast. This episode is a highlight clip from this week's full episode. To listen in on the complete conversation, see the show notes for the link to the complete show. You can help us out by leaving us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate every bit of your support. I'm Morgan McKittrick, your producer, and this is Decidedly. There's a little piece of context that I want you to have to understand this episode. We're going to be talking a lot about colors and what they mean for how we interact with each other. It is all based on Kathleen's simplified way of understanding our own unique temperament. So there are four temperaments in Kathleen's view. Sanguine or yellow, these people speak the language of people and fun. Cleric or the red, they speak the language of power and control. Melancholic or blue, speak the language of order and perfection. And phlegmatic or green, speak the language of calm and harmony. So yellow is people and fun, red is power and control, blue is order and perfection, green is calm and harmony. Write that down. If you're listening and you're getting lost, check the show notes because we've got all this info in there. That'll be helpful for your own understanding of our conversation. some stories of where you've seen this go really well when people begin to understand the temperaments and the differences between them? And I love that question because the aha moments I have gotten in 30 years is why I still do what I do. I have seen marriages change overnight. I have seen parent-children relationships restored. I have seen companies completely turn teams into a successful path. Where I've seen it is when the person takes responsibility, first of all, of their own words, right? But they take the time to understand how to speak to another person. So it's, I just have so many I could tell you where I've gotten, well, I'll tell you the one that just happened like two weeks ago. I had this elderly couple come to my office and they had been married for 52 years and he was a very strong red and she was a very um greens are very kind and um quiet people mm-hmm. and she he was married to a and he was even a military man and he was married to this just lovely green wife and they had heard me speak somewhere and They came and he said to me, I love my wife so much, but after hearing about the temperaments, I realized I could love her better and I haven't. So help me speak her language. And then they texted, you know, he said, it's already making a difference. Like three days in. What are some of the things that he was doing? What was he doing before or what was he doing after? Yeah, both. Like, what, okay. Can you help illustrate the difference? Because sure. I imagine that a lot of reds and greens, you tell me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. end up together. It is the highest percentage of marriages, it, but it is the most difficult combination on the board. Yeah. Um, because they are polar opposites. And what they share is weaknesses. They're both stubborn and they're both strong-willed. Where the blue and the yellow are also polar opposites, but they share strengths. 
So they are sensitive and they're creative. So they don't seem to have as much conflict. The red temperament is just very, what I say to them is they have a very high power bar, but usually their edges are very sharp. They're, they almost talk in a commanding type of tone because they don't like any fluff. So it's just bullet, bullet, bottom line. Okay. There's not a lot of emotion in it, right? The green is innately kind. They're great listeners. They're probably the best leaders of people. They're the most adaptable. Okay. So they also, in their weakness, though, have no sense of urgency. So you can already see a problem between the red and the green. He's he's saying to his wife, honey, we're going to go get in the car, get your stuff in the car now. And she gets resentful at the tone of the red. So what does she do? She starts to slow down. Far more of a sin than the. For the red temperament. For her. Yeah. Well, yeah, for her. That's how reds control by tone and volume. They think if they say it louder and with a tone, people are going to do it more. It actually backfires on them. But the red, or excuse me, the green, when you push them, they're going to dig their heels in and they're going to go slower, right? They're not, they do not like to be spoke to that way. So what they found, what he found out was when he, number one, asked her opinion, because the innate needs of the green are harmony, feeling of worth, lack of stress, and respect. And lack of stress means the absence of conflictive or combative words. Respect means to be asked for their thoughts and opinions. He just implemented those two things with his wife, and it has totally changed how she responds to him. See, now she's not reacting and putting her heels in, She's responding and going, yes, I'll have my suitcase packed and at the door in five minutes. Because he said, I would like your opinion on when you think you can have your suitcase packed for our trip. I would like to be gone at four. Do you see? That's a lot different than, hey, we're gone at four. Get your luggage in the car. And her trying to decide what she wants to take. And now she's feeling the pressure of being pushed. So she slows down. So just tweaking the language and understanding who you're talking to is a game changer. Absolute game changer. That's in that's every really situation. I, I had always taken a position that, you know, if I was dealing with somebody who is indecisive, that they would appreciate my decisiveness. Uh, which turned out not they to be never the case. do. No, no, it turned out not to be the case. Um, you know, and and so it's that's really interesting to sort of take an approach to to give the power back to them, mm-hmm. and and allow them make it easier for them to decide. I guess. Oh yeah, and here's the thing that probably bothered you was you have to understand what motivates the temperaments to their core, right? So I happen to be married to a green, so I know this. I've been married for 35 years. This is a typical answer from a green. Hey, you want to go out? Where do you want to go to dinner? Anywhere you want. Uh, How about Mexican? That sounds good. Or would you like a burger? Whatever. I'm good with whatever you pick. Okay. That can send a red temperament into orbit. What? It's how the green, they truly do, don't care. When they do care, they'll say something. 
but a lot of times they it really just doesn't matter to them. And okay, well, how once about, you understand how you solve, that, how would you solve this? Where do you want to go out to eat dilemma? Mm-hmm. I'm going to reenact growing up with my parents. Hey, uh, where do you want to go to eat? Oh, I, wherever you want, just pick something. Uh, how about Mexican? No, I just had Mexican yesterday. Okay, well, where do you want to go? Uh, I mean, wherever, just wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, pizza? No, that's I'll, I'll feel bloated. Yeah, so she would say that she doesn't care, and then she would care. Yeah. Well, again, here's the thing: it's giving the space. She really doesn't care. If you just got in the car and went to pizza, she would eat, have eaten the pizza. But when you keep putting something in front of somebody, you're not really honoring what they said. She didn't really, she's like, I don't care where we go. All right, we're going to go to pizza. Okay. Eight out of 10 times they would go. They right? don't care enough if they, to make a decision. So, if, But if you keep trying to force them to make a decision by getting their, seeking their approval, then now you're putting them on their heels because they're having to do what they didn't want to do, which is to decide. Oh, there you go. You're welcome. Well, Absolutely. I'm still unclear as to exactly. how you get around that then. I just answered it. So instead of saying, when, when yeah. you ask mom, where do you want to go? And she says, wherever you want, then okay. you should just pick and go, cool. All right. And then you just start, oh, driving. I see what you're you just start driving where you okay. want to go. So pizza it is. Okay. I, I had a buddy who- Instead uh, of asking her, well- trying to make her make the decision that a buddy came up with a brilliant idea he said he, he would say to his wife you're never gonna guess where i'm gonna take you it's <laughs> yeah. a surprise get, see if you can guess and whatever she, the first thing she would say he could oh you guessed it that's right that, that's it yeah. <laughs> and that's actually a fun way to do it that's a great way to do it um with children especially right is to do exactly what you just said or, I, I think you know, a lot you go, of this oh, your favorites work, are this or that. Yeah, could could work in business. When you look at one of the the core needs, I think for a lot of employees is is to look at having agency over their role, and yeah. and having feeling like they have purpose in the work that they do. And so, I, I think getting somebody involved in the decision making, or at least feeling like they're heard, is it probably goes a long way towards achieving that. Oh, it, it, again, game changer. But how you approach a, an employee that's yellow versus an employee that's blue are totally different because they bring different things to the company and they bring different different leadership st- styles, different employee styles. The one thing that I get pushed back a lot is, and especially from Reds, is I don't want to be labeled. I don't want to be put in a box. Well, that's totally opposite of what I teach because what I teach is that you're uniquely wired. But if somebody walked away and said, oh, Susie's so funny, she's yellow. Oh, Sean's such a good leader, he's red. Oh, Sanger's so detailed, he's blue. Oh, Brad's so kind, he's great. No, uh-uh. I would shut that down so fast because every temperament can be funny. Every temperament can be a good leader. Every temperament can be kind. Every temperament can be detailed, but it's going to come from the core of their temperament and it's going to look different. I really, really stress that, especially in a business thing, because people, oh, the CEO probably read. No, not necessarily. You know, a green could make a great CEO. 
because they innately care about the people that they're leading. And it's going to look a lot different than a CEO that's red. Do you find that certain temperaments gravitate towards certain types of occupations or roles in companies? Where they're going to more so gravitate towards is that extrovert, introvert task or people. Okay. Like sales so or you're, you analysis, will, for example. Yeah. You're very rarely going to see a yellow or a green that that's in a cubicle by themselves all day. They're just two people connected, right? You're going to um, very rarely see a red or a blue that doesn't want some kind of um, reason behind what they're doing. They have to have a reason, right? Because they want to accomplish something. They want to get something done. I could spend the whole day in a cubicle by myself and I would be absolutely fine. You know, my daughter, she cannot. She's she has to even go to a coffee shop. She's a graphic designer it, because she works from home. So yeah. she literally has to move herself to where there's people. And that's the total opposite of me. So that's where the grab, what would grab, you know, pull somebody or grab them to be in a certain area, you know, or go towards in a company. Thanks for making the great decision to listen into this week's episode highlight. If you want more of what you just heard, see the show notes for the full episode. As always, for the latest decision-making tips, find us on decidedlypodcast.com or on Instagram at decidedlypodcast. And be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter from the link in the show notes. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review as well. We read all of your comments, so if you learned some decision-making tips today, let us know. Until next time, this is Decidedly. Insights, advice, and comments provided by Sean Smith, Sanger Smith, and speakers identified as part of the Decidedly podcast should not be considered recommendations. Speakers not identified as members of Decidedly are expressing their opinion, and their statements should not be construed as reflecting the views of the Decidedly team. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes, not personalized advice.